0: Welcome to Postscript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law podcast. My name is Henry Hine and I'll be your host today. The American Society for Pharmacy Law, ASPL, has an annual conference in the fall entitled Developments in Pharmacy Law. We focus on presenting the latest and most important developments in pharmacy law each and every year. This year we have over two dozen speakers presenting at the conference. This year's conference is November three through six in Naples, Florida. Attendees can receive up to 15 hours of CE in pharmacy, 15 hours of CE in law, and if you happen to be a pharmacist attorney, you can get both your 15 hours for both law and pharmacy. Registration for the conference is available at ASPL.org. This podcast series, we're featuring a few of the conference speakers with two goals in mind. We'd like to give the speaker an opportunity to give us uh, further details on their background, where they've been in their career, and where they are in the career at this time, and a tidbit, a little bit about their topic here this year at the conference. Today, we are honored to have as our guest, Jeff Merceros. Farm D JD with Roe. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
1: I'm here. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Um, before we get to your presentation, and as you just heard, we'd like to hear a little bit more about your background, and maybe in two different ways to look at it. Maybe from the perspective of where you've been, and then where you are. Maybe how you got here.
1: That sounds that sounds good. Uh, started in pharmacy. I went to pharmacy school first. My older brother. Uh, was a pharmacist, has been a pharmacist for uh, probably going on 30 years now. And so I followed in his footsteps in, in the pharmacy school. While I was there, I had thought about doing something uh, additional to pharmacy, something additive to the pharmacy degree. And at that time, I was looking at things like law as well as pharmacoeconomics. And so I when push came to shove, I you know, ended up in the in the law school route. I think I made that decision to kind of look and say, Hey, what, what possible different ways can I go? What might be the most expansive, give me the most options. And and at that time, you know, that was, that was the decision and I'm, I'm happy I went that way. And I think the pharmacy law combination has given me, you know, exactly what I hoped it would, a lot of different options, a lot of different good uh, camaraderie and connections. And it's been pretty, you know, pretty fruitful since.
0: So I, I have to say I, I did the same thing: pharmacy school first, and then popped into law school after. So where has that led you? Where? What? What different positions have you had, and where are you now?
1: I started a uh, first, very first pharmacy job as a pharmacist was in mail order pharmacy up in Pennsylvania. You know, it was an incredible experience, and and you know at the same time I knew I'd be applying to law school that year, and. Uh, went to Temple for law school for a year, also working in a, in a different mail order pharmacy, and then, yeah, you know, we we got our our path down to Florida. Uh, we ended up I ended up going to University of Miami for uh, law school, and, and never really looked back. I've been in the Sunshine State ever since. It's been, you know, incredible to be here. Incredible opportunities here. I think the the interesting piece was I went. In looking for law schools and looking to Florida, I knew that that's where we would like to end up at some point in time, and was looking to potentially go to a school in the state for you know kind of home field advantage. Go to the law school in the state and maybe develop relationships and opportunities to be able to work you know in the state of Florida. But as it would have it, the the job market as it really exists today was was largely. Uh, not necessarily at the time wasn't remote at the time, but it was you know able to work for a large organization, Medco. Uh, shortly after law school, uh, Medco Health Solutions. It was a parented company was in, or, or the uh, headquarters were in New Jersey. It was able to work out of one of the pharmacies in Tampa and travel uh, doing uh, compliance work, legal work for for that organization, which was was fantastic. It enabled me to use both pieces of the of my degree background, uh, working in pharmacy, working in law, making sure those pharmacies were where they needed to be and and providing guidance, working with state boards of pharmacy at Medco. and, and that was really the launch pad, you know to be able to do the different things that I'm'm I'm able to do today. While at MedCO, uh, I was uh, appointed to the Florida Board of Pharmacy, which I still sit on the Florida board to, you know as we speak that has also been extremely ful- fulfilling. And from an advocacy perspective, to be able to work with the laws in the state, to be able to have a seat at the table, to be able to try to keep our patients in the best uh, safety while our pharmacies are a- and pharmacists are able to uh, provide the best care with as many options as possible. As many on, at this meeting will know, you know, at one point in time, Medco and Express Scripts merged. Uh, at that point in time, I was with Express Scripts for a little while, and then went over to uh, Davita RX. Davita is maybe the world world's largest dialysis company, and at that point in time, they had a network of pharmacies, and I was able to go there uh, again to be able to take a little bit of a step uh, into a smaller space, a smaller organization. Incredible culture, incredible people there. And that was one of those things where I was able to really navigate uh, my own my own path in the sense of working in compliance, working in pharmacy regulatory affairs, working in legal. uh, Set the structure, set up the programs around advocacy, around board of pharmacy relations, compliance programs. You know, and really in in internal audit process. You know, was just an incredible opportunity, and and then, you know, I got. You know some great experience there, and and then CVS came knocking. And when you get, you know, at the time when you get a knock from a place that big and that broad with so many different business units uh, impacting and and really driving healthcare and pharmacy, yeah, you know, it was an opportunity that was was too good to pass up. I think at the time it looked like I had written the the job description for myself. It looked like I had posted the job link <laughs> for myself, and so that opportunity to work with a place of that size taking my mail order and specialty background over there started working on on that side of the house, started working with Caremark and specialty on the, on the mail side. And then ultimately worked with, with every one of the pharmacy business units from long-term care to retail to, um, you know, to the specialty side and, you know, a little bit of the, the PBM side of the house and some, some exciting creative projects. And then from there, you know, similarly through, you know, one of the points of of I think that's so awesome with ASPL is the opportunity to network, make uh, friendships and connections, uh, to share information and to you know get the different uh, impact of pharmacy and, and regulatory out there to, to different folks. And through that, you know, I had met some folks at at Roe, Roman Health Ventures. And there's an opportunity to to come over here to Row and, and get involved in a startup and a telehealth space. You know, share my background and information with the good folks here, and you know, try to drive patient care in a, in a different way. And 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 that all happened right right smack in the uh, in the beginning or, or middle of the of the pandemic, where I think we've all seen, as I commented on earlier, that uh, you know, remote work and and that type of stuff is. You know, really fast forwarded probably three to five to 10 years in, in our healthcare space and in other industries as well to be able to either work remotely or provide care remotely. And so it, you know, largely was the right place, right time to be able to, you know, really experience some of this growth in the healthcare side and, you know, uh, provide my expertise to the pharmacy side. And so it's been a pretty good match.
0: That is, that's just amazing, amazing background. And I agree, you know, to come into row right here, you know, when, when, when the COVID hits and just, just amazing timing there. Um, Wow. What a great, great level of experience. Um, Well, let's go ahead and move on. What is your topic with ASPL this year?
1: This year's topic is going to be uh, centered around test and treat. And so it's a pharmacy based uh, test and treat programs. It's really a different, uh, like you said, without giving too many uh, of the of the inside secret sauce. It's uh, discussing with my, you know, partner panelist Scott Pace, and we're going to discuss uh, some of the different ways that uh, pharmacist pharmacy based test and treat is allowed throughout the country. We're going to focus in specifically on our states of his state in Arkansas, where, where he's got some some excellent background, and then you know my state uh, here in Florida. Uh, where, you know, uh, the meeting is is being hosted. So it's going to be pharmacy based test and treat uh, some of the specific activities and allowances in states like Arkansas and Florida. And then some of just advice and learnings that may help other states or or practitioners providers in the audience out there, how may they how they may shape some things in their state, or advise, you know, uh, states or clients or others, uh, just maybe on how to you'll maximize those efforts for pharmacists to be able to and pharmacies in general, pharmacy technicians to be able to to drive care in their states to their patients.
0: Wow. That's a that's a great topic. I'm excited to have you come and and, and hear more about it. Um, because it's 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 in that area of prescriptive authority where maybe the pharmacist can actually do it without things having to go through the doctor and pharmacists on the whole for a long time seemingly have been looking for the ability to take care of their patients um, more effectively and and possibly efficiently. Really excited, really excited to hear that one. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, uh, what methodology, how do you go? LinkedIn or emails or phone numbers or if somebody wants to contact you, how would they uh, follow up?
1: I, I it's like one of the uh, the test questions I would go with I would go with all of the above you know definitely available to connect on LinkedIn for sure uh, my phone number is cell phone is seven two seven four one five eight one seven eight, and then email either you know jeff jef Masaris at row.co, that's ro.co or you know personal email jeff at masarisgroup.com. And so, you know, please reach out any questions or to connect. I think, you know, as we've both commented on a couple of times, the ability to, to get your CE to be able to network, um, you know, is so important at ASPL. And I think one of the things for people coming to the meeting for the first time, you know, I think it took me a, a minute or two to, to to come to the meeting. You know, a great mentor of mine, longtime ASPL leader, David Brushwood, you know, almost had to kind of twist my arm to go because at first I didn't know anybody. Well, I think you'll, I think people will find that this group uh, is fast to make friends, fast to help each other out, fast to rely on each other, share information, and just be, a, you know, one, a, a great time, but also just a great group of of people. I think it's um, it's great connections, and so I would I would encourage those maybe thinking about <clears throat> coming and or haven't been there before. This is their first or second time you know, they don't really, they don't really know anybody reach out, you know, make, all you need to do is, is I think make that one acquaintance, one connection and, and the rest kind of, uh, steam rolls or snowballs in a really good way from there. And so, you know, happy to provide that, you know, resource as well. And, you know, resource on, on other stuff that people want to, to jam and connect on.
0: Yeah. And we do, we do have some meet and greets where, you know, people are getting together and can, uh, you know, just, see each other's name tag and just get to know each other and that's that's one of the reasons we do it and uh and i have to agree with you the the ce and the networking major reasons for this conference and of course then you hit topics i mean uh, you as an attorney and a pharmacist you understand when you go to pharmacy school you learn this whole language medical language then you go to law school it's a whole different language and 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 the niches that people have in the area of pharmacy and the law are so unique and narrow, and it's great to hear some of the topics that you're not in anymore because you're in your niche. Here's this other niche, and you stay up to date and learn things. And yeah, it's a really good conference. I I, I have to agree with you there. Um, wow, Jeff, we really thank you. We look forward to see you at the conference. And for today, I think we're going to wind on up and I'm going to say uh, thank you for listening to PostScript, the American Society for Pharmacy Law's podcast. Uh, Reminding, our fall conference in development in pharmacy law is November 3 through 6 in Naples, Florida this year. If you're interested in the conference, you can see the agenda and or register for the conference at ASPL.org. This is Henry Hine, and we thank you for listening.